Um, hi. <laughs> oh shoot, is the first thing I ever say on the podcast? Hi. <laughs> um, hi. Uh, this is my podcast. Um, I haven't decided on a name at the time of filming, but so I just wrote my script uh, because I haven't decided on a name yet podcast name in all caps <laughs> um but i'm a professional i'm a real smooth criminal um in this podcast uh this is a podcast where i look at westerns or cowboy featuring uh movies i wouldn't make movies you're gonna notice there's gonna be a lot of script related jokes in this so that's funny <laughs> um uh, and I judge these movies. I discuss them as a movie, as well as uh, whether they blotch on Native Americans, uh, our Native American culture and society, and um, how these cowboy or Western movies uh, portray Native Americans. If they portray um, us as stereotypes or in a good light, uh, progressive, uh, in kind of a bad way, you know, all the classics that Hollywood uh, likes to feature. Um, uh, I'm gonna see if these movies feature Native American stereotypes that are a detriment to our Native society. I just said Native <laughs> too many times. <laughs> um, this is probably a good time for me to explain that I am an enrolled member of the Muskogee uh, Creek Nation and that these stereotypes seen in uh, the movies I will look at, uh, the westerns, um, do affect me in my everyday life. <laughs> uh, pretty sweet too, right? Major motion studios, major motion studios. Major motion picture studios make tons of money on these westerns and cowboy featuring movies and Native American stereotypes and racism are reinforced. Yay! Let's just be sad for a second, shall we? <laughs> uh, so now that we know the stakes, now that we know what this podcast is about a little bit, uh, let's go... Take a look at Back to the Future Part 3, or, or as I like to call it, Back to the Future Part I-I-I. That's a stupid joke. Ugh. Um, I thought, okay, you might be noticing now that the whole thesis of this podcast is to talk about westerns and cowboy movies. And you might be thinking to yourself, as I am, hey, Back to the Future Part 3 isn't really a western it's it isn't a western but you know what it's a joke it's just a joke so you should be laughing not crying um i thought it'd be funny if the first episode of my cowboy podcast was about a movie that isn't uh really about cowboys or westerns at all um <laughs> okay so now i'm gonna read a little bit of a synopsis of back to the future part three so you understand how, how bad it is. Um, I guess I should say spoilers. Um, of course, for Back to the Future Part 3, I'm going to be spoiling the first half of this movie. Uh, Back to the Future Part 3, the final chapter of the legendary and iconic, you got it, Back to the Future. The final chapter, chapter of the highly anticipated money-making machine. 
Oh, and one final thing I would like to mention. In this show, we will discuss the plot of these westerns or cowboy movies. I will stop explaining the plot when something questionable happens. Questionable in regards to Native American peoples. So I will stop watching these westerns when something racist happens or when a stereotype is seen of Native American people. And hey, let's see if in the next hundred years we can get through one that doesn't have one of those. Let's see if we can get through an entire movie without that happening. I mean, it's 2021, people. Come on. All right, let's get into it. So, Back to the Future Part 3 begins with Marty McFly uh, resting in Doc Brown's uh, gorgeous and expansive 1955 mansion. We see remnants of the past few films scattered throughout the room. A nod to how far and how timely (laughs) the past movies in the franchise were. Uh, such as uh, some of these little tidbits of the past movies are Marty McFly is resting his feet on a hoverboard from the past movie, uh, Back to the Future Part 2. Uh, so moments later, after, you know, we see, oh, uh, oh, after we find out, oh, Robert Zemeckis directed this movie, yay, uh, we see Doc Brown's TV flicker on with surprise summer blockbuster howdy doody time. Uh, this is another nod to the first Back to the Future movie, showing how Doc Brown's inventions have changed over time. Uh, it's a cute, cozy scene. I like it. And, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's well directed. So the Doc wakes up and begins recounting, sending Marty McFly back to the future the prior night uh, in a very old-fashioned uh, recording device because, you know, he's a scientist. So, of course he has one of those. Um, But what he doesn't know is that Marty McFly's back, back from the future. This is confusing. (laughs) Um, uh, Because this movie takes place the night after the first movie ended, uh, that is why the doc is recounting this information. It's very confusing. Uh, Against the popular opinion, I believe that the movie handles this time travel timeline stuff very well. I wrote in my script, and <laughs> before I got to that part in the script, I was going on and on about how confusing it is, and I say, I actually think it's not confusing at all. Oh, dearie lord. Uh, <laughs> Marty then wakes up and goes up to the dog, who, uh, and then the movie kind of, kind of falls into a Laurel and Hardy, uh, physical comedy act, uh, where, Doc sees Marty and stumbles back into the piano. No! Uh, piano shrieks. Oh my god, it's crazy. Because uh, Doc has this sudden reaction of how he, he discovers the confusing news that Marty's back. Back from the future. <laughs> oh, dear lord. So Marty then explains to Doc that he is back. He's back from the future. I'm trying to make that a trademark for my channel. Uh, so you know. So uh, now Doc looks about the camera and whispers, Great Scott, and points forward, and it's very dramatic. Uh, uh, it's, it's a great beat. I actually, I really like the way this kind of, you know, brings the audience in. Everyone likes those be- beats. I don't really think the first time... 
I saw Back to the Future Part 3 when he looks at the camera and says, Great Scott! at the news that Marty's back. I think that definitely, you know, made my spine tingle a little bit. It's pretty great, pretty interesting, pretty fun thing that they did. Uh, and I'm sure, I, dude, 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 I am sure Universal Studios printed that on a t shirt. Great. Great Scott, I should be saying. <laughs> oh, dear lord. Why am I saying? I've never said that before. So anyway, then Marty shows Doc uh, the letter that he received from, well, Doc. Uh, the letter he received from Doc of the Future, who is now Doc of the Past. And now, Marty's showing the letter from Future Past Doc to just Past Doc. Isn't that confusing? With all these docs, I feel like I'm in a Google Drive. <laughs> uh, the letter explains that old-timey Doc Brown is in the Old West, specifically, and specifically does not want Marty to rescue him. And Marty is fine with this. Doc has found himself. And you know what? That's great. But a dark cloud looms above this picturesque scene. A dark cloud in the shape of dot dot dot. A tombstone. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, um, Marty wants to go back to the future because he's in the past. And Doc was struck by lightning with the DeLorean. So, Marty is just like, okay, you can stay back in time and I'll go forward in time. I'm fine with that. <sighs> you know, this movie, it switches a lot between, um, between what level their relationship is at. You know, because they go from being brothers to just friends you know marty kind of friend zoned doc you know whatever it's very confusing the way the relationship works in these movies and i never think it's it's never really clear uh so in the letter doc mentioned that he left the delorean the time travel machine if you didn't know in some mine uh from the 1800s it is hidden behind a board up little off section of the mine uh and he says Doc says that this will, the DeLorean will be, won't be discovered, uh, and hasn't been discovered yet, so they'll be able to find the DeLorean and send Marty back to the future. Uh, the planks that hide the DeLorean um, have Doc Brown's initials on it, which, the Doc explains, is a reference to Journey to the Center of the Earth, a tailor's order's time, which Doc has a connection to. The DeLorean needs some repairs, which... Doc, uh, Doc of 1885 couldn't repair because the parts weren't available yet. So, uh, they leave the mine, towing the DeLorean with them. While they're loading, uh, the DeLorean, uh, into Doc's, um, uh, towing truck? It's got a hook on the back. His dog, uh, Doc's dog, Copernicus, which, wait... If Copernicus is also Einstein in Back to the Future Part 1 and 2, is this dog like 30 years old? Because it's a puppy in 1955, but it's still uh, alive. How is this dog 30 years old if it's still alive in 1985? I mean, I guess dog is a scientist, but God, this dog is old. 
Speaking of that little tyke, the dirty muck Copernicus notices- Oh, why am I being so mean? I thought that'd be funny if I just got really angry at this dog for a second, but it's not going well. <laughs> uh, notices a tombstone, which begins with the word Emmet. Not the Hebrew word for truth, but Doc Brown's first name. Doc Brown would be killed in the Old West, a shock to all parties, even to the dog. The filthy Mark Copernicus. Come on, Maggie, stop making fun of the dog. Doc Brown would die in a few Old West days. A plan forms in Doc and Marty's throat. The idea escapes their lips. Marty will go back in time instead of going home to save the dog. That point was so important. I put it in italics on my script for this episode. I put save the dog in all caps and in italics just so I would emphasize it when I spoke. Uh, the doc fixes up the DeLorean a few days later in the 1955 style he knows, using a wooden soda box as the contraption's base. Nice. Uh, this is actually a really nice detail that I like. I think that it's a lot of fun that each time period of each movie and each adventure makes the DeLorean look a little bit different. I think it's really cool and I think it's really great for merchandising. This is the final form of the DeLorean. You know, it's changed so much, and now in the third and final film, it's reached its final conclusion style. Once the DeLorean is fixed up, Doc from 1955 brings it to a drive-in theater. It's actually pretty classy. Just kidding! My stereotype, my stereotype bells are ringing off the hook. You know what my stereotype bell is? The Freedom Bell in Washington. <laughs> I'm clever. Uh, the drive-in theater is Native American Indian themed. I saw a sign that read Braves in the background. Yuck. Better yet, the Braves sign was written in this funky geometric pattern. P.U. Uh, I know I'm making these cartoonish sounds, but it's just when I am stricken with strong emotions, I try to make jokes. Uh, that geometric pattern was used all over the drive-in. So Doc is putting on the final touches on the DeLorean when Marty walks out in a, get this, <laughs> silly cowboy costume. <laughs> Guess what else happened with the cowboys? They murdered Native American tribes during cattle herds. So the camera swings the Doc so he can act bewildered at Marty mentioning Clint Eastwood. We'll on him in a later episode of the podcast. Uh, and we see a fake teepee in the background of the set of the drive-in theater. Lots of fun. Two and one for the movie, both a stereotype and cultural appropriation. Doc then explains to Marty that the reason they are at the drive-thru is because they can't have Marty driving through some house that once existed in 1885. It's so simple, you guys. So they're in the middle of nowhere. Marty has to drive towards a mural of a bunch of stereotypes of Native Americans wearing feathered headdresses and wielding weapons. Of course, on horseback. They also have beaded uh, outfits, which of course, okay, many Native, Amer- a few Native American tribes do do this, and that is a real thing. But I think it's because it's it's not something that every Native American tribe does. But at a certain point, people have started um, considering it to be to think, oh, you're Native American, you probably have beaded stuff, right? I say wearing a beaded uh, beaded hat um 
but it's become a stereotype even though it is a, it was it is a real Native American thing it's become assumed with every Native American tribe which isn't true uh, I am Miskogee Creek as I mentioned and um, our culture is very different than say Cherokee uh, so Marty notices the uh, stereotypes and instead of gen instead of being like me and complaining about it on uh, his podcast he says and i quote if i drive straight towards the screen i'm gonna crash into those idiots that's a quote beep 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 that's a timer telling me that this movie is falling off a high beam into unsavory territory so the movie i understand what the movie is trying to do it's trying to in a way, utilize classic ideas of westerns, but put a new fun twist on it. The twist being time travel. I understand that, I respect that. But this movie was made later than all of those classic westerns it is mimicking, decades later. I wish they would have modernized this movie. I refuse to call Back to the Future part three a film. It's a movie. I, I'm sure they went to just a boring regular looking drive through and just redecorate it to create a sort of halfway point between 1885 and 1955. You know, it's both a drive through but it also has um, old Western things like Native American stereotypes. Um, but that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. And this movie should be held accountable for actually using these stereotypes. Moving forward about five minutes into the movie, uh, this is past our buzzer of unsavory territory, but I think I should mention this. Marty gets chased by a very large group of Native American stereotypes uh, shouting and cackling at Marty in his little DeLorean while he screams, Indians! I think this is where the movie really becomes racist. Not just utilizing stereotypes, but really racist. Because instead of just expressing uh, the stereotypes I mentioned earlier, it shows Native American peoples as like these vicious, not even human thing. You know, not even humans. Uh, of course, there are stories of Native American people fighting back against settlers stealing their land. Like, you know, what probably happened in Hill Valley, uh, where this movie takes place. But it really didn't happen all that much. You know, Native Americans really didn't attack back at the settlers and really like kill all that much, you know, cause you know, the settlers would win. Um, don't believe the book that the settlers who stole our land wrote. Don't believe all of them. Don't believe most of them. Let's end this on a sad note, shall we? So that wraps up the first episode of whatever I end up calling this podcast i hope it's a good name <laughs> i give back to the future part three two and a half feather headdresses out of five not the most egregious movie you and i yes you will ever look and talk about look and talk about you what am i saying um but it was it got pretty bad for a few moments for a few scenes before signing off i want to talk about something i saw on a back to the future fan account the host posted a screenshot from Back to the Future Part 3, where Marty is in the DeLorean driving away from the Native American stereotypes on horses. 
which is the scene we just discussed about, probably the most racist scene in the movie. I checked the comments to see if anyone mentioned how racist the scene was. Uh, yet the comments were just people writing Indians in all caps. Not one mention of the racism. And, you know, this was posted maybe a few weeks ago. It just goes to show how people really aren't thinking about how this movie really was racist. It, it was very disappointing to me. I always loved these Back to the Future movies when I was little. I always thought Marty was a was the coolest person ever, but now that I'm older, I see how how these movies really were unsavory to me and my and to my this side of my culture. It's very disappointing. It's very disappointing to me. Uh, that'll be it, folks. It was a pleasure talking to you, and lots more tidbits for next week. Uh, cheers. Bye.